Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I got to talk about something before we get into Commander's discussion. Are you aware, Landfill, that you cannot microwave chili in a red cup? Uh, Yes, yeah. Yeah, you can't microwave red Solo cups. Well, I found that out the hard way. How did you not know that? How did you know that? You don't You don't microwave plastic. Baloney, people put plastic containers in there all the time. I don't know what you're doing. You, I know you can't microwave metal. Mitch, do you know you can't microwave red cups? I do know you can't microwave red cups. I, I'm not a plasticist, but... I think there's different types of plastic that are okay to be uh, microwave. But certainly in college, I learned quickly that uh, heating up leftover ramen or mac and cheese or whatever in the red solo cup doesn't really work well. Should I stop eating this? That's yeah. my next question. Was it a bad idea to still have a few bites? Quite good. Listen, it's not the worst thing you put in your body before, <laughs> but it's probably not the best either. Um, all right. we have any bowls? You know it would be nice if we had – Something around here. A bowl, a, a plastic cup. I guess I have a plastic cup, but that's a problem. Um, all right, so, Landfill, it's a solo show, but the kids are getting off school at 1230. I just ate some melted plastic. I might have to leave. We'll see how this goes. It's going to be a real wild ride. Make sure you s- stick around. Uh, Mitchell, Ron is out. Harris is on the prowl. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we, we in Washington have lived through the uh, – Process versus results world uh, for a couple of years with uh, with Kirk Cousins here, but uh, I think it's a different uh, kind of situation when you're talking about hiring uh, GM, set of football ops, and, and head coaches. And you know, no no one can tell you how the uh, how this process is going to play out and what the end result's going to be. All you can ask is for him to take the best uh, approach possible. And uh, I love the way that they're thinking outside the box, bringing in a guy like Bob Myers to, to help out, um, you know, in the search committee, and then. As far as all the names that we've seen for both head coach and, you know, head of football ops, I just love that they're they're casting this wide net and, uh, you know, going out there and interviewing folks from all different walks of life of the football world and analytics and, you know, hardcore football guys, offensive, defensive, you know, kind of getting a, a wide breadth of, uh, of information about kind of uh, what's going to work best here in Washington and then uh, hopefully they get the best guy. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm largely with you there. Um, the thing I just want – to remind everybody is that it's entirely possible none of this works. It's entirely possible that all of this, all of the interviews, the number two pick, the salary cap space, all of this could be as successful as microwaving a red solo cup. Like th- that's the reality. And honestly, that might be the probability. Um, but if it is going to work, who do you want, big man? I mean that's the uh, that's the million dollar question, right? Uh, maybe the six, $6 billion, billion dollar, dollar question. question yeah. Um, I, to me, I think Adam Peters is uh, as far as head of football ops. I think he's probably my my number one guy. Um, I just what San Francisco has done and kind of the the folks that he's he's had an opportunity to learn under and and watch uh, you know 
do their work. Uh, to me, he's he's probably the most intriguing guy. But uh, Ian Cunningham from the Bears is a, to me is a close second. Um, I, I just I love the marriage of analytics and you know football player personnel experience and and think that that he could be uh, really good as well. Um, so I mean, as far as the the GM candidates, those are those are probably my top two. And you know, as we go down the list of of um, of, of head coach uh, possibilities, certainly Ben Johnson is super intriguing. I mean, what he's done in, in uh, in in Detroit is uh, you know is nothing short of, of amazing almost uh, just to see how quickly that franchise has turned around uh, on the offensive side of the ball and then you know folks can be uh, dismissive of Raheem Morris uh, based on his uh, stint in in Tampa and kind of how things went there but you know for for the head coach you want a guy who has a lot of the same personal qualities that Ron Rivera has and that's you know being engaging and caring about players and, you know, being somebody that folks gravitate to. And I think Raheem Morris has a lot of that, the same character that Ron Rivera had. And I think ultimately, I think he has a little bit more football chops than, than maybe Ron did. And, and I think he could be a super interesting guy to, uh, to step in in that, uh, in, that head coach, in that head coach role. And it doesn't really bother me that he has a defensive background because I know that there's plenty of folks out there who only want offensive minds. Uh, leading football teams in this day and age. But, uh, you know, being the head coach, we, we learned it from Ron. We heard it from Ron. Being a head coach, is there's a management aspect to it. And you have to have somebody who who people want to play for, people want to fight for, uh, who people gravitate, gravitate to. And, and that's the kind of guy that Raheem Morris is. I agree with you on Raheem. He is that kind of guy. Uh, we are talking with our friend Mitch Tischler here on the BetQL guest line. You can follow Mitch at Mitch underscore Tischler. Listen to him on the Beltway Football Podcast. Watch it on Monumental Sports Network. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm tweeting this out from people, but you kind of gave yourself wiggle room, which I don't like. So your preferred candidate at general manager is who? Oh, my number one guy is Adam Peters. And then Ian Cunningham? And Ian Cunningham is a very close second, uh, followed by Alex Hallaby, uh as, as my number three guy. But he's a little bit further down. The, he's a... It's it's one A one B a little bit of a gap and then you kind of get to some of the rest of the guys. All right, and what about the coach? Because I, I kind of thought you weren't that high on Ben Johnson. Um, I thought you were kind of all in on Raheem. But how, what are the coach rankings? You know what? I'll give Raheem one A, Ben Johnson one B, and then and then probably um, probably a little bit of a gap from the from the group after that. I. I, I am high on Ben Johnson. What we've seen as the results on the field, I just I haven't read enough or talked to enough talked to people around him to kind of get a feel for um, you know how he is in a locker room and how he is as kind of a leader of men. And again, going back to kind of that head coach role, you know, it's more than X's and O's. And if Ben Johnson is a fantastic X's and O's guy, but not necessarily a guy that that folks kind of gravitate to, then maybe he's ultimately a better OC. And I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying that I haven't seen enough out there or read enough or talked to enough people to, to kind of elevate him above Raheem in the managerial aspect that I, because I know Raheem a little bit better. Fair. Um, yeah, I mean, the Ben Johnson stuff's going to be interesting. He's going to get a job, and it seems like he gets the pick of the litter almost. Um, Peters is interviewing the night in Miami with Harris. That should be interesting. Um where do you land on Bienemy? I, I think there was a time where you thought he really 
should get an honest look at the head coaching job doesn't seem like they're going that direction. Yeah, I don't know that I was super high on him. I mean, maybe mid-season when Sam was peaking, I was, you know, kind of uh, feeling in that direction. I think, honestly, kind of a, a little bit of a red flag you can see across the league or seeing names for all the different jobs that are, you know, open and folks want to interview for, you know, with the Raiders and the Chargers and, um, you know, obviously here in D.C. And we haven't – I haven't even heard a whisper of Eric Enemy in any of those uh, situations, Carolina as well. Um, and that doesn't really speak too well for his, uh, for his uh, prospective opportunities to potentially become – the head coach, but you know there there's a lot that I liked about the enemy. Again, going as a head coach, going away from X's and O's a little bit, but as a manager of people, I liked the way that I saw the enemy run training camp, and I like kind of a little bit more disciplined, hardcore, you know, uh, uh, way of kind of going about coaching players. And you know, maybe the players didn't. Maybe some of the players didn't love it. I think you know, obviously we started to hear some gripes you know in training camp and then mid-season and now in the as locker clean out and all that stuff is going on we're hearing about you know some of the strikes that may have been you know occurring in the, in the offensive room but I like the way that the enemy kind of goes about his business it's a more of an old school football approach and maybe it was because it was the contrast of Ron Rivera being so much of a player's coach and being you know kind of much more of a new age kind of guy versus the enemy who is a little bit more yeah. of the, you know, the, the voice. Uh, we got a boogie, man. Appreciate your time. Uh, apparently, you got to stay safe today because it's raining. I mean, I'm surprised you guys are even on the radio. I think it's. We'd love to leave. Uh, Chris Kynard is his name, and he won't let us. Landville, do you fear for your safety? I do, Mitch. I'm going to give you CK's number. You uh, you let him know how how much the sacrifice we're making, the heroic efforts to get what the show you, on the air today. Let's tell everybody CK's Twitter handle so they can they can let him know that it's for our safety that we go home. Thank you, Mitch. Hey, you don't want to just give out a phone number on the air? I know that's your old thing. You can just go 301. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> I, I think he's a 202. A good he's See not. <laughs> we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.